0: Hey everybody, this is Ryan Little, co-host of What If Podcast. Uh, If you guys have enjoyed any of my thoughts on the different topics we've uh, covered, you might enjoy checking out my original Kickstarter comic, The Crude Knight. This is, brace for it, another retelling of the King Arthur mythos. However, I absolutely promise this is a completely bizarre one grounded in the Texas oil scene starting in the gush age and leading to a predator-esque battle against oil-filled zombies that think they're the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, it's a pretty fresh take, and issue three is on, live on Kickstarter now. You can find me on Twitter at, at MrRyanComics, or just Google The Crude Knight 3 Kickstarter to check out some art, the first six pages, and find out more.
1: Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con wizard world comic-con offers live entertainment and gaming comics new and old cosplay toys and memorabilia and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars for news celebrity updates and tickets to future shows go to wizardworld.com don't feel like paying full price no problem use promo code candare at checkout to get 10 percent off your tickets So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets.
0: Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast.
2: Welcome to another episode of Candair, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Collie. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrock. And returning to the show to talk about Spider Man Far From Home, we said we were going to bring back when the movie had come out so we could talk about it, and we did just that. Mr. David J. Fielding. David, thanks so much for being back with us.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back.
2: Excited to have you back because, like, as we said on the last one, and as people heard, you know, you're very passionate about these movies, and there's no one I'd rather talk to than someone with that level of uh, love and appreciation for them because uh, I don't think anyone else is going to get it quite as much as you do. You know what I mean? Awesome, thank you. And what we're doing today is talking and reviewing and spoiling the heck out of Spider Man Far From Home. But before we do that, I'm gonna remind our listeners to follow us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing and you wanna support the show for five dollars a month, you can get access to the Candare Patreon pod. And uh, we are over twenty episodes now, so that's a that's a catalog you get access yes, to. It is. Even if it's for one month, that's twenty episodes you
3: get to listen to in that one. Right? Exactly. One, in, Almost one a day. How about that? <laughs> almost. <laughs> $5 for the first one. The rest are free. There you go.
2: <laughs> you just no matter how you paint it, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to a Wizard World Con, don't forget to use the promo code Candare at checkout to get 10% off of your ticket prices. What am I
4: forgetting, gentlemen? If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast app, uh, leave us a like and review, and Mm -hmm. we'll uh, read it on air. There it is. There it is. All right, with that behind us, let's just sound the
2: spoiler alarm and let everyone know that from this point forward, any conversation is spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't want to have it ruined. Turn it off right now. Otherwise, let's get right into it. I want to start with David's just uh, initial feeling of the movie.
0: Uh, I loved it. I mean, uh, I've only seen it once. Uh, I've been traveling so I haven't had a chance to, to do like a multiple viewings like I normally right. do with these films, but I really liked everything that happened in it and uh, the doors that it opened and some of the questions that it asked and I really, really enjoyed just the, the overall vibe of the whole thing and, and how every one of the kids, are you know, because they're all in high school still, is everybody was, I, I don't, I'm not really sure how I'm, I'm saying this, but Uh, they were all fully realized they were all fully fleshed out and it was all it was all very very believable so they
2: weren't static characters in the background (laughs) they were actually fleshed out yeah for sure i would have to
3: agree with that you knew who everybody was and stuff instead of trying to figure out who who's this guy still
0: i i love how they kept the at the at the opening they had the school news broadcast with betty brown and the other guy and you know it really sort of like brought you into that world again and so i thought that was you know just a lot of fun
2: i would have to agree with you on that that of the whole movie the takeaway that opening scene where it shows you know the band disappear and then reappear that was yeah. so impactful and it goes to uh, that same scene that you saw at the end of infinity war i think it was like a post credit scene right before samuel l jackson and uh what's her face maria. disappear maria hill but, uh, you know, you're just seeing widespread pandemonium. You know, right. Helicopters yeah. crashing, yeah. cars crashing, and that's what brings it into reality. And this just solidified that. I I had to pull that part up when I found it on YouTube before it was pulled and watched it like three more times because of how impactful it was. When they first yeah. disappear, hearing the people starting to scream and panic and then just that instant reappear. Like how weird that would be, you know? And I didn't <laughs> well, it even... Seems... Go ahead.
3: It seems more close to home, really, because I mean, you always see something going on in New York outside in the city. You never see it like in the school. All of a sudden, something right. crazy happened like
0: that.
2: That's a good point. Like a setting we're all used to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was five years had passed, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So uh, I guess those kids had. And what was it, he said in the uh, in the news reel that he had to retake the test that they already took once before, and wasn't too happy about it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> You know, which is a very real thing when you're in high school. I mean, you know, that's like, holy crap, I got to do this thing all over again. So,
2: you know, that is something that had never even occurred to me uh, at the end of Endgame was. You know the people who did blip, as this movie has dubbed. You know the whole snap mm-hmm. versus those who uh, didn't, and uh, it never occurred to me that they would like kind of freeze in time. You know, of mm-hmm. course no. they would. Yeah. And the ramifications of just that, you know, through through the world, would be crazy. Because the one guy said, "My older," or excuse me, my younger brother is now older than I am, and he just sat there confused,
4: like, "How is this?" <laughs> Are also along the same lines on the uh, when they're on the plane heading to Europe, and uh, I think Flash is like trying, is giving Peter a hard time and like drinking alcohol or mm. something. And Mary MJ's like, you know, he's not twenty one, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, that's right. In first class or yeah, something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: That was what kind well, of I mean, threw me off of who who else had the blip from the school. It was just Peter. So everyone was actually five years older than Peter now.
0: No, no, I, I think I think the majority of them blipped because if okay. um, uh, if 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 they continue, if those who'd stayed behind continued on, they would have been out of high school. They would have graduated and stuff, right? right?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. That doesn't make sense because I, I wasn't yeah. sure if maybe one or two didn't, but I'm like, but they're all on the same school trip. So how does that work if one's, you know, some are five years older than them?
0: And that, that, I guess that raises the question: Like, when the snap happened, did people actually were they aware that they were going away? Like, Peter was aware that he was leaving, and uh, when we saw like uh, Peter Quill, they all sort of had the realization that they were that they were, you know, fading away or whatever. So, I don't know if those people came back with those memories and how that would mentally screw with you or whatever. And
2: yeah,
0: some a lot of the questions that they they didn't ask. Or, or, didn't answer sort of like left often in, in the wings. There it was like, you know, the people that stayed behind the people that didn't to get snapped, you know, some of them moved on with their lives and what happens when your husband shows back up and you've already like <laughs> started a different relationship or whatever. And yeah, so there's, there's a lot of wonkiness and craziness. That's uh, part of the MCU now. And, and, uh, well, I'm not sure, you know, what, what's the legacy
4: of the Avengers going to be? So we'll see. we'll
2: see. I'm excited to see what they do.
4: It's <laughs> going to be cool. Did I interrupt you? I was just going to say um, along the same lines or kind of the pandemonium that people behind would, just cause because the same plane scene a few minutes later when they switched seats and peter was sitting next to the teacher Mm -hmm. and the teacher was just like gushing about how his wife pretended to blip and they threw her like a fake funeral
2: (laughs) 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 i love his character did did you guys
3: watch uh, freaks and geeks Uh, i did but i I thought he looked familiar but i could not place him. i kept thinking it was Dax Shepard, but with he, dark he's hair. Bill.
0: Well, you know, you know that actor is in the Incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton, right?
2: Uh, no,
3: really?
0: Yeah, he he's the guy that that is working in the computer lab when he delivers the pizza to get past Luce Fregno. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that's that's the actor. I don't know if it's the same character, but it's the same actor. So it could be him. You know, a few years down the road, now he's a high school teacher or whatever. But
4: I'll have to check that out. No, <laughs> I'm I totally missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Well speaking of callback actors, did you guys catch Ralphie from a Christmas story? No. The uh the guy that was doing all the the electronics work with Mysterio, like the I call him the DJ, but Yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, is that really him? Yeah, that's Ralphie. <laughs> oh
2: that's awesome. I had no idea. The guy that Obadiah
4: that? fired and the first yeah. fired me? Yep. Is it really? Yeah, I, I double checked that because I. Are be, you sure? I am dead serious. No, I
3: don't think it's true. <laughs> I've got to
4: investigate. It's the ears that gave it away, man. Did you, you actually looked up the cast and everything? Yeah. and it's him. I mean, please feel fi- feel free to verify me, but uh...
2: you're a liar, Randy, a dirty liar, Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Let me I see. I double
0: dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jack, is that something you can look up in the background as we keep going?
3: Yeah, I can while I'm coughing my head
2: off. Because quick. that is that is crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Hopefully I'm right. <laughs> I hope so, because how awesome that would be. Oh, where to go from here? Uh, how about, did you guys pick up on the Hydro Man reference?
3: Oh, yeah, when they were talking hmm. about the, the how they were. I just watched a video of like all the spoilers for the movie, and all the kids were talking about, it was the news report or something like that. When they first saw Mysterio, and they were, it was something that they started talking about. Yeah, some guy ended up having some accident, and he was underwater. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Oh yes. yeah, I did yeah. catch that. Yeah. So
2: I was relieved to see that they didn't. Uh, you know, a lot of people had speculated they were going to use these elements to kind of, you know, throw these characters into the MCU in just any way. So you know, Hydra Man and Sandman, and I don't remember if there was uh, if they had
4: they, uh, bridged
2: they... anyone for like the Molten Man. Right,
3: but um, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. I'm really glad they didn't do that. And quickly, little... Easter egged a lot of the 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 elementals. Like there was a lot of stuff with like fire or uh, license plates. I guess the director likes to do that. And a lot of the license plates broke down to like Amazing Spider-Man number four, oh, number yeah, So number so and oh. so year. And that was one with like Molten Man and another with Sandman yes. kind of thing.
2: And there's like a number on a cop car somewhere later that's also it's like uh amazing Spider Man number,
3: whatever that's uh relevant to that scene right there. Actually a boat that went by it was it was the camera was on Flash, I think. Or no it was Ned and there's a boat that went by that the, the number on it reference it was. Yeah. Uh the water one. <laughs>
2: see what else another thing to touch on uh edith my god what a great little idea these uh, glasses were and yeah. just <laughs> that name alone edith even dead i'm the hero that really brought tony into the film i felt like it was it so did. him right
0: <laughs> he's such a jerk uh, <laughs> exactly that was <what laughs> so great about it uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I find it really fascinating that the MCU <coughs> um, relies on Stark Tech for everything. Uh, mainly because, knowing the comics, uh, there are people that are smart, as smart as or smarter than Tony Stark, that, um, you know, invented things and built things and. Um, so the fact that everything sort of like seems to revolve around Star Tech is is uh, very interesting almost overwhelmingly so. I you feel, know, well, go ahead I was just you know formulating thoughts and stuff about it. I have no idea where they're going to take it especially now that the Sony merger you know happened and will they reintroduce Reed Richards and you know some of the other smarter characters uh, you know Hank McCoy that might come in and, and Expound on all these scientific inventions and stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But
2: I was really bummed that the MCU um, thought they overshadowed, but they didn't play up Hank Pym to the importance right. level that yeah. the comics did. You know, amazing it would have been to see, like, the the miniature, like, Pym prison he had. Like, right. right. That yeah. always just fascinated me to no end. Like, I loved <coughs> that concept.
4: Right. Or the fact that he was the one that created Ultron. And... Right. right. And, you know,
2: that just goes right into what David's saying. Had they built him up a little more, when they actually, you know, this wasn't a rights thing, they could have. Right. There could have been a, a second form of, like, high technology in there. And, yeah, with the Sony rights, with Reed Richards, that in itself would present. But I think, you know, now that they have those, is, do they have the rights for Fantastic Four now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, with Tony being gone, that would be a good way to, you know, usher in, have this new genius, new Fantastic Four come in. I've been seeing people speculating Easter eggs in uh, Far From Home that might insinuate uh, the Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, well, coming. that well, kind of
0: that kind of dovetails into the whole Mysterio thing. Right. Because uh, I didn't talk a lot about it online and the way the the marketing and the advertising, it was sort of like they were hinting that that Mysterio was going to be a good guy. He was going to be a hero. Right. And they were they were they were going to flip the page kind of like what they did with the Skrulls and Captain Marvel. And this villain that we know from the comic books was going to turn out to be a good guy. And I'm really glad that they didn't do that.
2: Yeah, um, it would have been pointless and, to yeah. even have Mysterio if they did. <laughs>
0: the whole concept of there being uh, other dimensions and stuff was very cool. And then it kind of like went away once you realized that Mysterio was, you know, screwing around with everybody and, and that was all fabricated. So it does leave questions open about how are they going to introduce those other characters if they do bring them into the MCU? Because the multiverse theory is sort of like, well, was that just all made up by Mysterio or was there some truth to that? I don't know. We don't know.
2: That and that's that's a very good point to uh, make. i I'm, I left assuming he had made it up because you know Fury was like he's from Earth, just not ours. This and they even by name say this is the six one six universe. Right. But I feel like that's not true. The MCU not, isn't
3: true six one six, right? No, I, that spoiler video I watched today. The MCU is like one one nine 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 or something like that. Right. Right. So then the whole thing had to have been bullshit Right yeah it had to
2: have been a lie I think so yeah You know, and that would have been a great segue for them to start bringing to, you know, like we said before, bringing the Spider-Verse to the MCU. I mean, we've got the animated thing, but, you know, that was such an event in the comics in, what, 2013? Yeah. uh Man, that would have been, it would have been cool. But at the same time, I'm
4: kind of glad they didn't. Well, I think Mysterio said it best uh, in the movie because he's like, was talking to one of his other henchmen where he was like, you created a story so crazy, everybody believed it. Yeah, and I mean the uh, the other teacher that was running around when the the um, the titan not the titans the um, elementals elementals thank uh-huh. you were attacking the cities like it's wizards it's wizards yeah <laughs> witches I do witches, witches sorry yes witches. <laughs>
0: I do have to make another shout-out to J.B. Smooth, that, that other team that was on the trip, who did, ha- who did have the shout-out for the Power Rangers, and I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. I absolutely— No, it's more like
0: Voltron. Yeah, I totally missed that. I, yeah, yeah. When there was a big fight scene going on, he's like, they're coming together like the Power Rangers. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Okay, I remember now. He is just priceless. Yeah. I adore him. He's so good, especially if you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Oh my yeah. God! What a priceless character León is. Yeah. León, excuse me, León. Um, all right, uh, going from here. How about just uh, the evolution of Peter Parker in this film? He starts sheepish. He's like, I don't want to take on these big things. I'm more friendly neighborhood. And just kind of pushed into that new role of. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say the next Iron Man. I guess the movie was saying that, but yeah. you know there are shoes to fill and watching him be pushed into those shoes through this film. I really enjoyed
0: while, while Tom still was, uh, you know, a high school Peter Parker, there was, a, a very clear, uh, confidence to him that he didn't have in, co- uh, homecoming, uh, in homecoming, he was still kind of awkward and, and fumbling and stuff like that. But in a lot of scenes, when he's talking with other characters, he's very confident in how he carries himself. And, uh, I think that's that's interesting considering everything that Peter's been through since Civil War and stuff. So right. uh, I thought a good choice, acting choice anyway. So
2: I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, um, the end toward the end, right before the final battle, when he's m- making his suit and yeah. happy about to turn music on. And he pauses and looks back and he gets a smile on his face because he sees a young Tony back there. Yeah,
4: I yeah. loved that. Especially that, so that part where he kind of yeah. puts the hologram on his hand. And moves yes. around. yeah, yeah.
3: He stops, like, what? <laughs> I found it, guys. What'd that you find? It is Ralphie. <laughs> it is him. They just shaved the top of his head. And it was or him in the first Iron cap. Man, too. Yep. yep. Yeah, I found the article that says it is actually the same guy, and it, it, it is Peter Billingsley. Oh, very
2: cool. Uh, very cool. <laughs>
3: the more you know. I
2: did hey, not man. know that.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: Wow.
2: You're wowing me, Randy. You're making me <laughs> wow. like Owen Wilson here. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Um, Let's touch on a few different characters. Uh, First, Flash Thompson. You know, we kind of got the same feel from him we did in the last movie. But I don't know if you guys um, noticed, though, at the end when the parents are coming to get the kids off their vacation, they made a point to focus on Flash and they made a point. To show that his parents weren't there. Like,
4: they'd sent the butler or something. Mm -hmm. I found that interesting. Well, wasn't there also a part during... When they're in Paris and everything's kind of... Or not Paris, excuse me. um, It's irrelevant. Yeah, sorry. During that that first elemental attack, Mm -hmm. didn't he, like, try and, like, save some kids or say there was, like, a real quick... Maybe I missed that.
2: I don't know. I I don't recall that.
3: I I I think think I... I know what you're talking about. But I think he did try to pull someone, or he pushed some people out of the way, or something. He he did something. Okay, I want to say
2: I, it just makes me wonder what uh, they're planning with him. You know, obviously they're, they're they're starting something. That's the that's the seed of
4: something else, right? I, I got a theory, but I'll I'll wait. No, theorize. That's why we're here. So in in the comics, Flash, um, he becomes Venom and eventually Anti Venom, right? <laughs> Agent Venom. Uh, Agent Venom. He, Agent he, he ben, like,
2: loses the... his legs in real life. And right. like, he's yeah, like he a, goes a gym into the service and something. loses his legs. Yeah, and he's, like, uh, a new lease on life because the Venom suit gives him his legs okay. back.
4: But yeah. he and Spider-Man do become friends, like, after, like, when they're in college, right? After he and finds Jeff, out.
3: Jack read more of that than I did. That, I I really just know the origin. I wasn't sure if they're still friends. I think he, he is... Because he is more of a hero now. He's didn't on the he, better like, side.
2: I thought he had joined up with the Guardians at one point. He like left Earth altogether, and like Agent Venom was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while.
3: Oh, that's right. Because I, I do have that one. I didn't get that far into that series. But I think I can't remember that one that, that well. I know Venom wanted to go back to his home world, though. I, he went back to the symbiotes. But I don't remember. I don't recall all what went, went down in that one. But yeah, he was running with the Guardians for a little bit.
4: I guess kind of where I was going with that was with the mid credit scene where everybody, quote-unquote, knows now that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Is that kind of maybe backdooring the opportunity for another character, maybe Flash Thompson, to pretend to be Spider-Man, to kind of get Peter off the hook or something like that in future movies? I, I, I've got theories about that
2: that are totally different than yours. Okay, <laughs> I mean, as far as... um. That end scene with Jameson and uh, exposing the identity and all that stuff. I think they're leading up to Sinister Six. Okay. I mean, and that's obviously not anything that no one else has never said. Everyone's saying that. But, you know, one thing I never noticed looking at some of those clips, they have introduced the Scorpion Mm -hmm. into the MCU already. He was at the end of uh, uh, Homecoming, right? Yep. Yep. So Scorpion, Vulture,
3: Mysterio. Is Mysterio dead? Do we know if he really is dead? Because... Is he? He's the master of illusion. Who knows? Who knows? I
4: was talking to a guy at work about that. He's like, no, he's dead. He's dead. I'm like, really, though? Really? Well, if you listen to that, the end there, when Peter asks um, the the computer if, if this is real and all the computer says was there's no more holograms, that doesn't mean that he couldn't just be acting.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I mean in the comics he cheated death two or three times I think it was and yeah. um or at least the original like Quentin Beck did and I think he was dying of cancer or something and mm. he had like a less than a year he was like told to go home and settle your affairs and he's like I'm going on one last uh outing as Mysterio and I think he wanted to be defeated by someone he deemed worthy, but Spider-Man was not available for some reason. I don't remember what was happening, but he went to the next hero he thought worthy of defeating him, which was Daredevil. So Daredevil officially killed Quentin Beck okay. off, and then two or three people held that mantle after after he did.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, even if Jake Gyllenhaal isn't able to like, take part in the next movie— Mysterio could could still be a part of it because the Peter, Peter Billingsley ran off with the downloaded software, right? So, yes, right, and, Yeah, uh, they could bring back Mysterio as another hologram, a hologram of Mysterio or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought the hologram stuff that they did was like really really well done. Yeah. Really sort of brought Mysterio's threat to life really well. So.
4: Yeah. Well, and we also have uh, Chameleon in the MCU now. Huh. Dimitri? That's the, his name or whatever, Dimitri. Character. The guy uh, well, I saw something about
3: that too. But bus I don't driver,
4: remember. Dimitri's uh, uh, Yeah, whatever his last name is. That's who they're making the chameleon. Well, remember he's a master of disguise. But, can make anybody, uh, yeah. yeah, but that that character name that he that actor plays is the chameleon.
2: Hmm. I didn't pick hmm. up on that. So no, maybe, me
4: either I don't know if that's just an Easter egg or if that means something more.
2: Typically in the MCU, it means something more, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> I love how they do that. They just slip things in and let people figure it out and then just yeah. we're wow. run with it. So that's great.
2: I I need to backtrack just to Harry on to what you said, David, just commenting on the caliber of the illusions and how amazing, you know, that was. I can't agree more. Like, I was so worried. You know, when you see one of your favorite characters go to the big screen, you know, like the the Green Goblin in the early 2000s with Spider-Man, you're like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, I might have made changes with this character, but still it's cool. Right. And typically that's how you feel with most characters you see make it to the big screen. Not Mysterio. Like. No. It was
0: perfect. Like, he was perfect.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Like, I was beside myself in the theater. Like. I couldn't get over how well it was like the big statue effigy that came up, the marching Mysterio army like it was I had goosebumps
3: on my arms. I think most of it has to do with because they got the dome perfect and it didn't look stupid. Right. Yep. Even when they showed him, like,
2: in his CG suit, like, I liked the way he looked. Like, it. Mm-hmm. okay, in a practical world, this makes sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. Yeah. And I loved how when um, Peter was in that illusion and he shot a web at Mysterio, it went through him. And when he <laughs> pulled on it, he pulled, like, a crane yeah. into the yeah. illusion. <laughs> and then, like, another time he goes to punch Mysterio and he actually hits a wall. Like yeah. Nothing is what it seems. Yep. It was so good,
4: I loved it It They couldn't have done any better with Mysterio In my opinion Yeah, especially that bar scene where he finally gets the glasses And yeah, that was awesome I
3: let out a little squee when that Started going on, because I was so I knew they had, I was just like, this is it This
0: is Mysterio Yeah Yeah, I was I was sitting in my seat. I was very smug with myself. I was like, "I knew it, I knew it." <laughs> I was right.
2: Was I sure would have killed
4: in. the senior your face in that moment. It would have been funny, David. It was really funny because we did a Patreon episode a week before um, where we were kind of talking our predictions about Spider-Man. And a quick little plug for our Patreon. I think we nailed pretty much most of our predictions on there.
2: Yeah, I think wow, we very did. Cool. We did, especially uh, at the end You know, just close your eyes and you, Not that that's a prediction, that's what happened in the comics and the cartoon, you know, you realize I can't trust my eyes I have to right. trust, trust my sense I'm just glad that they went that angle and didn't try Something new
3: mm-hmm.
2: It was neat uh, How about uh, Mary Jane I loved the evolution not evolution, I loved uh, Just the character in this movie You don't see a lot of her in Homecoming And when you do, she kind of has her nose in the air And Talking yeah. down to people I'm like eh, I did not got time for that But you know They <laughs> Kind of in this movie She says Well you know That's just
4: kind of What I do when I'm nervous And they made her A endearing character Yeah it Kind of felt shoehorned A little bit In Homecoming yeah, yeah A little bit And she's had enough time To develop And I think they did A really good job of that
2: She really helped pull together the Spider Man that I know. You know, I've always said about Homecoming, though it was fun, it's not my Spider Man. This is not what I know of Spider Man. There's nothing familiar there. Except, you know, except for like the Civil War aspect in the comics where he teams up with Tony. But um, this is bring this movie just brought it full circle. It brought in MJ. It brought in their little their little romance. It, he's back in New York City. You got Jay Jonah Jameson blasting. I hate Spider Man. You know. I mean, it was exactly <laughs> what it should have been by the end.
4: Yeah, and I'm so glad they didn't recast Jay Jonah Jameson. You couldn't. Yeah, it would uh, be foolish to recast yeah. that man.
0: He is. I, I wish they would have kept the flat top, though. Hey, he's flat top. here.
3: I was kind of I mean, a little disenchanted it, by that, but
0: it's it's okay that he's bald and everything like that. But I just well, I want the flat top. But you know, yeah, what he, what <laughs> yeah. And I think there's
2: even been comics where he has been bald. I, I yeah, I'm not sure why they uh, did that, but I mean, I it didn't hinder the experience for me. It just it. I mean, we've said it on the show before about how perfect he was. Yeah. And like, why is no one else trying to tackle J. Jonah Jameson? Maybe it's just because they couldn't get him. They're like, we'll never do as good as that. Right. So if you can't right. do as good as that, just do that again. right?
3: <laughs> you know? Well, now is the perfect time to do it because Spider-Man was made to look like a menace at the very end. Otherwise, yeah, he was just kind of this guy. There's no reason to hate him. David, you were about
2: to I say do. something there
0: well i was gonna say I, I do love how homecoming and far from home end with those sort of cutoff reactions like in homecoming yeah. it's <laughs> uh, it's aunt may when she sees him as at, and in this one it, it ends with you know when you know he his identity is revealed and they've got their hands to their head and they're like what the yeah <laughs> i i like that i just think that's fun so my
2: mind since i've seen that hasn't stopped like immediately thinking of like the immediately after like when the screen goes dark you know like what's happening to him immediately after you'd have to rush home get your family get him to avengers hq or something well i guess that's gone isn't it (laughs) where do you take (laughs) him? but uh yeah how drastically everything would change in an instant in an instant
4: uh what else we have guys what did you, what do you guys think about uh Happy Hogan and Peter's kind of evolving relationship over the last few movies?
2: I mean, I like it, but uh with with Marissa Orissa or Alyssa, Marissa. 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 Yeah, Marissa. You. with her and his uh I don't know, like one seems to think it's a relationship, the other yeah. doesn't. I like their back and forth yeah. and
3: um, that was great at the end, yeah, when he was confronting him about it. And then you're like, Are you guys dating? and they're both
2: like, Yes, no. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That was priceless. But it's still hard for me to look at Marissa Tomei and think of her as, like, elderly Aunt May. She looks too fine to, you know... Hell yeah. Yeah, she's she's
4: still the chick from My Cousin Vinny in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) But at the
2: same time, she's played that role very well. You know, they've uh, put her in, like, the old Volvo, and she's got great big glasses. So she looks like, you know, I guess... I don't know. Maybe the kids nowadays. She does look old. Maybe I'm just getting old myself.
3: <laughs> Who knows? That's but, uh, what I think it is. But the the wardrobe is what really kills me because I don't know anyone that would be our age or a little older that wears those style jeans. <laughs> it's a female, right, like the, right? The
2: mom jeans, you mean? Or yeah, yep. Wasn't she like just wearing mom <clears throat> jeans and then like a uh, like a workout leotard like as an outfit? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, if that were my aunt, I'd be like, please put some clothes on.
4: Please. I am seeing too much. Well, your aunt's not Marissa Tomei, so, you know.
2: Another touche goes your way, Randy. Yes, you're right mm-hmm. about that. All right. What about the other uh, ending scene? The other with uh, Samuel, or excuse me, Nick Fury. I keep seeing Samuel L. Jackson with Nick Fury uh, aboard, <laughs> aboard the space station and in the, in the two scrolls, uh playing him in, uh, mm-hmm. uh, help me, Jack. Marie Hill. Thank you. Yeah. Let me yep. think about that. <laughs>
0: uh, I thought it was very humorous. And to, to be thinking that the Nick Fury that we were seeing throughout the entire film wasn't Nick Fury right. was very interesting, considering how well Talos was playing him. Like, uh, you know, uh, shooting the kid with the dart and uh, saying, you know, bitch, please, you've been to space. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, he must have really studied Nick <laughs> a lot and uh to see Nick out in space with whatever that that new platform is, whether it's going to be sword or or whatever they you know they end up uh, doing it uh I saw somebody online had uh said it might even be part of Alpha flight or something, so uh it's gonna be very interesting to see what we what happens next you yep. know?
4: they're they're really dragging us along with that secret wars teaser, aren't they yeah, yeah.
2: No matter what comes next, I mean, just that scene in itself insinu- insinuates it's galactic threat. It's right. huge galactic threat, right? That has to, yeah. So uh, I would love to see Galactus, but who wouldn't? You know, who wouldn't like to see that?
4: <laughs> Could it be Super
2: Scroll, maybe?
3: That's uh, not impossible, but. That's, yeah, that's definitely probably possible somehow that they've got a, a Super Scrolls that end up being the bad guys versus the Scrolls. When I first, when Maria first changed, I was like, Oh, my God, they're bringing them evil. Yeah. But then Nick changed, too, and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) And that changed the whole outlook on it. Yeah,
2: and it, it, it... I think I've said before something about I wonder if they're ever going to introduce to the MCU Fury bots. You know, what was it, Original Sin, Jack, we had been talking about where, you know, the heroes finally go to the space station and for the first time in years realize they're looking at an elderly Nick Fury. You know, they've only ever seen his younger looking bots, you know. Yeah, it's like he never aged.
0: Well, the first Avengers movie had the life model decoy that's what it was life model so, decoys so they they introduced that back way back in the first avengers film so
3: yeah you're right <laughs> then agents of shield had life model decoys within i think it was like the 3rd season or something like that oh, that was
0: like,
2: the eve thing
3: yeah yeah is that yeah. what
2: it was jack eve like that scientist had made yes okay i do recall that i do recall that
3: um yeah, I just that's think- what that whole series part was called as like life model deco- decoys, or decoys or something like that it was
2: There's a video on YouTube that traces the MCU back all the way to the beginning, and it 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 looks at what Nick Fury has said over. Like, there's a scene in uh, Captain Marvel where he's like, you know, I I only cut my sandwiches a certain way. I don't eat them this way. If I don't cut it this way, I don't eat it. And I'm I'm only addressed as Fury, not Nick, not Nicholas, not Mister Fury, Fury. I, that's the only thing I respond to But then they'll look later in the MCU At points where he breaks his own rules So like they they'll, they go through each movie Checking when you actually See him and when you're actually seeing scroll and for the most part Aside from Tony's funeral In Endgame and uh, the very in uh, Captain Marvel He's probably been a scroll, <laughs> Yeah based on what people are saying You know you know how people run with theories right. And easter eggs and stuff but I can see it I mean MCU does their easter yeah. eggs Going back to the license plate Just a fucking number on a boat Means something <laughs> You know
0: Yeah Yeah They sure do
2: <clears throat> But it also makes a lot of sense To As to why <clears throat> Fury didn't see through The The multiverse The 616 And all that Because at the end of the movie I was like Why would have he bought that Like how did he not see through that This is the spy of all spies Here you know But if it wasn't him Right Yeah The real Fury Surely would have Right, right. Uh, Okay
4: guys What else we have or are we
3: tapped? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm about
4: tapped. I can circle back to kind of what I was alluding to before if we're not rehashing, but yeah. the whole dynamic with kind of Happy and Peter. I just kind of like how it's like almost like the reverse Bruce Wayne Alfred. Kind of mentality where it's like, no, I don't, I work with Peter. I don't work for Spider Man.
2: That's an interesting way to look at that. I never thought about that. It is kind of, isn't it?
4: And there isn't really any other dynamic in the MCU like that. I mean, everybody's either like a partner or like a sidekick type, but they don't, they have kind of a unique. Yeah. That is
2: very interesting. I'm never going
4: to look at it the same (laughs) now. Wow. What do you guys think about that?
0: Happy's been looking for recognition throughout his career in the MCU. He's always seems to be the funny guy. The, you know, he's always there. Are, there's always a joke associated with Happy. So Like the Shield throw. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, know where, you know, where's your badge? Where's your badge? You know, and being, you know, super anal about stuff and It'll be interesting to see if we, uh, if Jon Favreau continues to, uh, you know, grow that character into something a little bit more involved with what Peter's going to be going through next. So we'll see.
1: I
2: hope they do. I think that would be really cool to see. I hope they don't start phasing him out for any reason, you know, he's such a good character and we've gone through some shit with him, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. we've been on a journey. He
3: got blown up in Iron Man 3. (laughs)
2: him consoling uh, Morgan Stark at the end of uh, Endgame was really touching Mm -hmm. you know um, yeah I hope to see a lot more of him good old happy Uncle Happy (laughs) well put Jack (laughs) <laughs> what uh, what else have we got on uh, Far From Home? Anything?
4: I'm kind of glad at the end there they kind of ditched all the uh, Iron Man-esque suits and kind of went back to the...
2: That's a good point to make, too. I was,
4: uh, yeah, very glad to see him leave the Iron Spider suit behind. <clears throat> yeah, because I kind of referred to him on our Patreon post, as uh, I, or, uh, our Patreon episode, as Iron Man Light. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know, it just seems too easy sometimes. I understand it in game when it's like galactic threat and like, you know, it matters, you gotta have him be as effective you in as possible. Space, bitch. Yeah. Right, but um it would have been overkill, you know, the spider suit would have that iron suit probably would have seen straight through the illusions and whatnot, right? right. Yeah, and I'm getting really, really sick of the helmets just kind of appearing on people's heads, like the nano shit. That Seriously, is really yeah. getting so old. So the fact that he was actually pulling his mask off made me feel really good, you know? Mm. I'm so sick of the nano stuff. <laughs> Again,
0: I mean, I, you know, blame Stark. I mean, Stark's you know?
2: like, Yeah, I mean, I get it's practical in their universe, but as a spectator, I don't know. You've seen Spider-Man like have a villain rip his mask off, and all of a sudden there's an issue. You know, right, it's not going to happen right. with nanos. That hard right.
3: Spider-Man having a damaged mask, so he could see part of his face in there. Instead, it would just grow back with the nano stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, I liked Iron Man's hood like snapping down in front of his face. Like that was awesome. Yeah. That was like the final piece of the transformer coming to place. You know. <laughs> But when it just appears, it's like, eh, yeah. And then same with uh, Black Panther. I mean, not that his, right. like, putting on his helmet was anything really cool, but still, it just seems too easy just to have the helmets appear on him. Right. I don't know. All right. It sounds like we're probably tapped on Spider-Man conversation, unless anyone else has anything to ta- add here. No. I do I not. I want to, uh, really quick before we go, David, last time we had talked to you, we were talking about movies to come, and one that was uh, came up on in the conversation was Toy Story 4. Have you seen it, sir?
0: I have not. I have not seen it yet.
2: Damn. All right. (laughs) Well, when you do, we got to talk because... Good, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't get spoilers. It was so good. It was so freaking good. Uh, You know, I just want to... I'm not going to spoil anything. Just say that when I heard a fourth was coming out, I was like, okay... Here comes cash grab Disney, you know. But after you see it, you realize, okay, this has kind of always been the plan. This is like the over. It's telling one big long story, obviously. So it's not a cash grab. It's 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 an important part of the story. Go see it. It's so good.
1: <laughs> I will do that.
2: All right. Well, I think that's going to do it then for this episode. We didn't get in quite as much conversation as I'd hoped for, but that Endgame one, man, we were <laughs> we, yeah, we were reeling, were <laughs> <in>, weren't we? <laughs> but uh, Jack, yeah. what do we have on the website?
3: Go to candierpodcast.com or you can check out show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos, and if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page.
2: And don't forget to find us on Twitter at Can and Pod on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And David, where should be uh, where should our listeners be checking you out?
0: Uh, mostly on Twitter these days uh, uh, d- at David J Fielding on Twitter. Uh, I also have Instagram DJ Fielding underscore Zordon. Kind of phasing out the Facebook stuff because not really sure about that platform anymore. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah,
2: I, I, I get it. I'm not even on Facebook, but I understand it. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Very good. And if you uh, like what we're doing here at Candair, again, want to show your support for $5 a month, you get access to the Candair Patreon pod. Uh, again, 20
4: plus episodes on there. So, well worth your money. What else, Randy? Uh, like I said earlier, if you listen to us on uh, Apple Podcast app, uh, show us some love, leave us some reviews, some likes, and uh, we'll read them on there.
2: There you go. And check out our other show. I always forget. What If. Uh, go to whatifpod.com where you can check on you know past episodes. But if you just search Candare Productions in any podcast player, both the shows will come up. And on What If, we take uh, a scenario in every episode, like what if people could fly, what if Bigfoot had been found, or what if a genie and a lamp had been found. We talked for about 40 minutes on uh, the ramifications that would have on the world. So uh, check it out. That show is uh, man, it's garnering a whole different audience than canned air is. It's it's yes. so funny. It's so neat to see the separation between the two audiences. But a lot of fun. So check it out. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Collie. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm David J. Fielding. Thanks for listening, everyone.
4: here. I thought you were grounded.
3: My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll
1: show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the candair podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! But I don't know if y'all or you I'm better take the Ohio out of my
0: voice and <laughs> cut the y'all out of there. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation.